2: waves Well, welcome everyone to Making Waves, the Shiprock podcast. Very special evening tonight. We uh, we have well, fuck it. He's a he's a goddamn legend. And um, let me just give him his accolades. If you just landed on planet Earth, uh, Black Label Society, Ozzy Osbourne, Zack Sabbath, Pride and Glory, Book of Shadows, Generation Axe, and a whole list. Whole well, I guess a whole other list of things. Coffee icon. I'm, I'm icon. a
0: professional dog walker now. That's what I, I've been doing for the last year. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. An author, I'm quite, actor. That's right.
2: And uh, the head and creator of Zach, or is it Wild Audio? Apologize. Wild Audio. Um, Zach Wild, everyone. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you join us. Man. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. So this is big, <laughs> hey, man. Did you have to that. <laughs> yes. I, I, I
0: have to keep reminding
2: yeah. Oh, for sure. Listen, it's, this has been one that a lot of our, our viewers and our people that come on our cruise have just been stoked to know that was coming. So we're, we're really happy about it. So again, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Let's, but let's get into it, man. You've had some downtime, which for you is pretty absurd.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I gotta be honest with you for, this is the, this is like the longest I've been home for probably the last 20 plus years. Yeah. Matt. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm saying, so especially, not- I mean, last couple of years, it would be between Black Label, Oz, Generation X, Experience Hendrix, and then doing Zach Sabbath. So, if I wasn't, if we're not on the road with one of them, then I'm out on the road with some, you know, as soon as Black Label gets done doing the world tour or whatever, when we're done with that, then we do a Zach Sabbath run, then I'm back out on the road, you know, with Oz, we were we we're rolling on that tour, and then after that, like when uh, when you know when I'm then I'm home, then I'm out on Generation X. Then we're doing Experience Hendrix. So I mean, but I, you know, I I love it, you know, because I I love you know that's the reason why you had pictures of Jimmy Page up on the wall. I still do, but you know what I mean. But it's just that's the reason, you know. We wanted to play, you know, me being a kid having pictures of Thurman Munson up on the wall, and now I'm playing. We're playing professional baseball. Like so, it never gets old. You know what I mean? That's what you always wanted to do. But I mean, I do have friends, you know, that actually are just like, dude, you still you're still torn so much. You know what I mean? I'm saying, guys, that when I first, you know, was an I now that I just turned 54. So I mean, buddies, when we when back in '88, '87, you know, when I first started with Oz, they're just like, man, I Zach, I I couldn't take it anymore, man. I got off the road or whatever. You know what I mean? So. I don't blame them. I mean, it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, you, you, just, have to really, yeah you have to be cut out for it, man. I mean, yeah. Plus, you're you're I, probably, I, probably in the best I, shape
2: of your you're probably in the best know, shape of I your life. Been on
0: stage, where I was just like, man, I I, I want to go home. You yeah, know what no, I mean? No,
2: no. Yeah. I mean, like yes. every night
0: after, I look forward to getting up on stage. Every night.
2: Yeah, you're definitely one of those cats that was basically built for this. This is your thing. Um, and and like like I just mentioned, you're probably in the best shape you've been in. I can imagine years.
0: Well, I mean, I I'd have to you'd have to attribute that to like because I don't drink anymore. But I sure. I you know what I did is I replaced it with sniffing glue and eating paint chips, and it's definitely <laughs> less filling. And the, the yeah. results are astoundingly the same. Though yeah. I wake up in the morning with my pants around my ankles, and the fellas are like, "Bro, you yeah. were hilarious last <laughs> night." <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember any of it, but. Well if you're telling me it was a good time and I nobody got hurt, we're yeah. good to go. Hey, I, speaking of I good time, I have to see a writer. <laughs> it's, it's just like, like Elmer. So <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Hey, speaking of uh, hilarious, one of the things before we get into everything music based is your your Instagram page is fucking hysterical. With it's full of punches, pranks, um, relationship therapy, which is always genius, and then you got to be tough. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course, yeah. And then I'm just beyond completely terrified and frightened. <laughs> oh my god! So I mean, <laughs> obviously,
2: this also stems from your personality. Yeah. I mean, it, black
0: label relationship therapy. Great. advice from a guy who has no business giving you advice.
2: you're <laughs> <but man, laughs>
0: in the world you're, of black label.
2: You are definitely <laughs> helping push the catalogs of some so- soft rock artists. That's for sure.
0: i I love my yacht rock i love it man oh my god
2: that's amazing
1: who's your favorite who's your favorite uh to really just like soft rock out to nowadays
0: i'll I'll put yacht rock essentials on man oh you just go with
1: the jock jams of rock
2: yacht rock
0: everything you know what i mean
2: yeah I I i love it
0: that's
2: great Hey, we we everyone kind of knows what your pedigree is, whether it's for Almond Brothers or Sabbath or Zeppelin or whoever. It, it, we've kind of seen the, the 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 template for a lot of stuff you do and how you perform and and what your recorded output is. Is there an artist that would people would be super surprised if you really enjoy?
0: I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I listen to everything. I mean, it's just, I mean, for me, I mean, it's just like because uh, with Zach Sabbath with Joey C. Joey's a huge. He's the 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 punk rock aficionado you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and like i completely missed the boat with that i mean i i love london calling and the, and the Clash and everything like when we were when that first came out and everything like that but it's just like by the time i because the thing is when i started playing guitar obviously i was what probably right around right around high school because it was just because right when i started when i couldn't we left Pop Warner and I started playing a uh, high school ball and I couldn't play linebacker. So I played, that's when I started playing guitar, but it was just like, like, you know, for us, it was just learning with my guitar teacher, just, you had, obviously I was a huge Sabbath Freako and then obviously Jimmy Page. And then my guitar teacher was a huge Jimi Hendrix guy. So, you know, it was all Jimi Hendrix. Then I learned about Robin Troward and Frank Marino and then, then, then I started learning about John McLaughlin, you know, Mahavishnu Orchestra, and Al Demiola and You know, now I'm, like, learning about all these guitar players I would have never probably listened to if I wasn't a guitar player. So, like, the punk, and then, like, the punk thing was more of an aggression thing and everything like that. So there was nothing there for me. You know what I mean? Because for me, it was just kind of like, you know, I'm learning Sabbath, and I'm learning them, And then, then all of a sudden, St. Rhodes comes out, and you got Eddie Van Halen. You know, it's just like everyone's trying to learn Eruption. I, there's... I'm not interested in learning Ramon songs at that point. You know what I mean? I want to learn how to play "Flying High" again or something like that. But I yeah. mean, uh, and then, you know, and then getting into John McLaughlin and, and, you know, then it was all speed thing and everything like that. So yeah,
2: when you're listening to return forever, it's kind of hard to go back to punk rock and appreciate it. Yeah. That's I
0: love it now. I mean, you know, I got, I, yeah. I, and you, you appreciate it for what it is, you know, what, what it's all, and then the aggression and what it's all about. But I mean, is this like a, uh, No different than like anybody, if I played any of the, for my punk friends, if I played him any, you know, elegant gypsy or landed a midnight sun, they would go, Zach, honestly, turn this crap off, man. What am I listening to? Or, you know, I put on some Joe Pass for him, you know what I mean? (laughs) Little do they know. (laughs) Zach, there's nothing here for me, bro. Turn it off. (laughs) You got to check out some Alan Holdsworth. You're going to love this. Date music. Well, no. oh, man, but I mean, but, yeah, so, yeah it, you know, it's just, uh, it was pretty funny, man. But no, I mean, as far as what I, what I, I mean, I listen to everything. I mean, you know, obviously when I first started, it was Elton John, I, you know, uh, seeing, and it's so funny because, uh, me and Bob, we got, when we got remarried, again. we always get like remarried every other two weeks and then we let it go a month and we'll get remarried. But anyways, we had. Oz was there. Mom was there. We had all our friends. We went out to Vegas, and Elton John was playing, right? So mm-hmm. Mom was friends with him. So we had – she had it set up so I could actually meet him, right? And so we went there with Oz and everything like that, right? So there's me and Ozzy, and, we, you know, we're watching Elton and everything like that. So we go back and meet Elton, and I, I still have the book. I'll have to go get it. I got – I had this book when I was, from 1975 when I was like eight years old because I saw him play on – the Sonny and Cher show. When I, I guess he was promoting a uh, Captain Fantastic Brown Dirt Cowboy album, and it, he did Lucy the Sky with Diamonds." And I remember getting chills seeing that, and I was like, uh, "Just the power of music!" You know what I mean? Or just like, mm-hmm. I'm just blown away by. It. But I remember going over to my buddy Scott. You know, the Smiths were our next-door neighbors. Eleven kids, five boys, six boys, five girls, all out of Mrs. Smith. So, and the ages went. <laughs> they live in a shoe? George Jr. And everyone always asks, they go, are they Catholic? I go, yes, they are. But anyway, so it's just like the ages. George Sr. was 44, and Scotty was my buddy, same age as me. He was the youngest. So we were like 11. So the ages went from 44 to like 11. But I remember going over to the house and going, man, I just saw this guy, Elton John, the other night and he he played this song Lucy in the Sky with Diamond it was so awesome they were like you moron that's a Beatles song you idiot and (laughs) I didn't even know it was a Beatles song you know so then then, and it was like the same thing it's whatever you find out first you know what I mean like with with, uh, 007 I thought you know it was uh, the first movie we saw was uh, Moonraker and we were like you know so that was with Roger it wasn't you know Sean Connery so yeah. I was just like, man, we just saw, you know, James Bond. We saw Moonraker. And they go, wait, that's not Sean Connery. I go, who's Sean Connery? And they beat me up in, profusely in the backyard for that one, the older brothers, you know what I mean? But they were like, no, that's not a Bond movie, you know? So uh, And then they beat me up about the Elton John thing as well, because they were like, it's a Beatles song, not an Elton John song. So uh, But no, so I took that book, though, and went back there and – Elton actually signed it. He goes, Zach, I remember when we, I said, I've, I've had this book since I've been eight years old. Right. And I remember, uh, but it was so funny. I'm sitting here looking at Ozzy and Elton John. We're both talking, right. And mom and, and Barbara Ann. and it's just like, I'm just looking going my whole childhood is sitting right in front of me. Cause I, I mean, that's what everything, everything I'm playing is based off of pretty much those two guys. It's like it was basically like Lennon and McCartney sitting in front of me. You know what I mean? Because between Sabbath, it first it was Elton John I discovered. And then after that, you know, like later on, I remember when we were in like, I don't know, maybe sixth grade or something. I was in art class and my buddy uh, Tommy I had older brothers. He was, he actually drew basically Scully, you know, the black label Scully, our, you know, the the our brave corporate logo over there, you know, so you got Scully and at the jaw was Scully. And I was like, oh, what is that? It said Black Sabbath, 666, with a lightning bolt going through it. We were making an art class. And I, I go, what is that? He goes, oh, it's this band my brother's listened to. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, cool. Never even heard of them, never knew one song. And I remember I ended up going to the record store, and my mom was like, you know, if you want to get a record, you can get an album. So she goes, only one album. So I, obviously, I got, we sold our souls for rock and roll because it's a double album. <laughs> That's <laughs> It's right. a scumbag. <laughs> so, anyway, again, the album yet. so I, and I was like terrified I'm gonna get hit with lightning on the way out you know so but anyway <laughs> all I remember is putting the album on and just being completely terrified listening you know and then you yeah, have the gatefold with the, the chicken the in the coffin you know with the cross and everything <laughs> and I was just like and what like when I did a introduction for a Sabbath at a lifetime achievement award thing they got or whatever I was just like yeah, I remember putting the needle on and listening, and I was Catholic when I put it on, and then about halfway through side two, because it's a double album, I turned into a complete Satanist halfway, through, you know, halfway through the album, and then upon the completion of the record, I went back to Catholicism just so I could thank God for creating Black Sabbath. That's right. It's production, but that actually did happen. But, uh, <laughs> but no, so it, was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I'm sitting here looking at Ozzy and Elton John, like sitting right in front. You know, so like pretty much since I was like eight years old to like finding Sabbath at eleven, and now you know, it's just it was it was pretty mind blowing. You know? I was going to
2: ask you, with someone of your stature and the people you've played with, and and your longevity in this business, do you still have those moments though, where you kind of like you're 12 years old again, going, "Holy shit, look at these people in front of me," and yeah, I can I mean, do- you,
1: you never,
0: you never want to lose that. You know, what right. I mean, whenever I'm writing riffs or anything, you know, it just you never, ever, ever want to lose that. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you know. if if you're playing baseball and your heroes are Ty Cobb and and Pete Rose and everything like that, and you surpass them in hits, it doesn't matter to, to, you always want to have them up here. You know what I'm saying? No matter, no matter whether you break their records or whatever, it doesn't matter. You never to that, you know, they'll always be here, you know, to like, they'll they'll hold that value. You know what I'm saying? And, And that awe, that you had when you were, as you're climbing up, you never want to lose that. I mean, cause whenever, you know, cause like I said, I, I still have like up at the Vatican, I got, you know, instead of having them taped to the wall. Now I got massive pictures of them, but I got, you know, I got John McLaughlin up there, Jimmy Page, Tony, I, you know, Tony, I Frank Marino, St. Rhodes, Al Gimigola. And I mean, the whole, the whole Vatican up there is just pictures of, you know, all my heroes. Which they still are. So I mean, you know, in our bedroom, Barb has nothing but pictures of me all over the place. You know, what I mean, of course, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, our bed sheets are pictures of me, like on. Um, <laughs> Does that creep you out <laughs> at all when you get yeah. when you come
1: in the room? You're like, ah,
0: <laughs> that's all different. Thing, you know? but it's, it's Got it. You know? But uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I remember when I actually played with the Allman Brothers. Right, I remember we were working. It was after we were we were in the studio working on like he on the other side and everything like that at the time. Cause it was it was right after we were working on bonus tracks that were gonna be on the live and loud album. And uh, I remember their agent Johnny but he he'd been with them forever with you know, at the Fillmore and everything like that. He was just like, Well, they didn't wanna cancel the show, some them the Dickies, so they were just like, Well, Zach's a huge Allman Brothers freako. so why don't we just have Zach come out for the show just to make it up, you know, so you don't have to cancel the gig. So I fly in there and I, you know, and obviously it's Greg Allman and the guy, you know, they're my heroes as well, you know, Butch and the whole guy and then not super amazing and everything like that. So we get up there and, and I flew in at like, the gig was on a Sunday night. I got in like Saturday night or whatever. So Sunday morning, we're having a little sound check and Greg's like, Bill Zach, brother. You're you going uh, you to play Dreams, bro. I go, yeah, that Molly Hatchet song, right? It's amazing. I love Dreams, you know? And he goes, I mean, much everyone else was cracking up. That is just like, they go, Craig's like, man, Zach, don't make us have to send you home, bro. Don't make us have to send you home. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> it's like I'm playing for Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's like, hey, Zach, you know how to play All along the Watchtower? Yeah, the Jimi Hendrix song, right? And I, <laughs> Security. Yeah, you can leave now. <laughs> yeah. and, Bob, and you can walk home. We're not flying you
1: home.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but that now, must have been. No, a- and I've been very fortunate. I mean, all, all my heroes that I've met have all, I've met them on a good day. So they were all super cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it doesn't ruin it. So you could never listen to the music ever again. You know.
1: I mean, speaking of a good day versus a bad day, <clears throat> can you remember like the last time that you you were in one of those bad day moments on the road? Specifically, it's been a while, I know, but uh, um, those things are pretty pretty uh, rough. And I would have loved to hear about it.
0: No, I I, I don't know. Not. A, I mean, I mean, back in the day, a bad day. Obviously, we ran out of. If we ran out of any booze in the submarine, I mean, that's that's just bad for everybody. <laughs> that's just bad all around. But I mean, you know, priorities. Do we have air in the tires or do we have beer? We can do without air in the tires, can we? Yeah. <laughs> we can walk. Just put beer
1: in it. Just put beer in the tires.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's booze. But I mean, uh, no, I mean, no, I just, I, I, they're, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not even bad days. It's just comedy. You know what I mean? It's just
1: great way to look yeah. at it.
0: Yeah, I, like you said, when well, yeah, I do have a bad day, JD just knocks me out. So yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it's just it's just fisticuffs.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, so yeah. Zach, I gotta ask. It's it's enormously popular. What got you into the coffee business?
0: Um. Well, me. And, uh, it, that was from Blasco. Yeah. Uh, so me and Blasco roll together, you know, so he's the, the, obviously we play with Ozzy and then obviously we play in Zach Sabbath and with, you know, Black Label, he's the, he's the Peter Grant of Black Label. You know, I'm, I'm the old, I'm Jimmy Page here and, you know. Beating people to a pulp in the green room, is he? Um, you was know, so good, but, you know, we're nowhere near as popular, but we like to make the lead. But anyway, so the thing is this, uh, yeah, so. Um, Lasco, it was his buddies that he knew over at Deathwish. And uh, you know, with John and the guys, and I was like, Yeah, they was like, Yeah, you want to do do like a, a coffee or something? I was like, Yeah, no problem. I mean, because obviously we drink it, so it was just like send over a couple different samples. And I mean it was just like, you know, it's like the three of us getting a bunch of different ones that we wanted, and you're like, you know, we wanted the stronger, so it tasted like there's, like, espresso in it or whatever, you know, so, like, a double shot in the coffee or whatever, it was just, like, and I just drank a bunch of different ones until we got to the one that we liked, and it was, like, yeah, whatever one this one is, is the one, that's the winner, so it was, like, and that was it, and that was, that was when Odin Force was born, so, yeah, so, we've just been doing that, you know. Yeah, so,
2: you have been busy, even though not on the road, but, I mean, you've, with 2019, you had a couple of, Sonic Brew, 20th the anniversary, and then Pride and Glory Deluxe came out again. Uh, so, yeah, you've, you've, you've been busy regardless of how you feel busy is and then what we see as consumers and fans. We just go, yeah, he's, he's, the motor's still running
0: there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, to me, it's just no different than, like, you know, when we were kids, between mowing lawns, shoveling snow, getting a paper route, whatever. You know, I mean, it's just I enjoy doing it. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, and you get to be, get to be your own boss. So, you know what I mean? Regardless, whether you're, whether you have, when we were kids, you have your own paper route, you're going door to door, mowing lawns and shoveling snow or whatever, you're your own boss. So, you know, I I enjoy it.
2: Was that the genesis then of of Wild Audio as well? You just wanted to be your own boss? Or was it one of those lifelong dreams? Like I have my own.
0: Yeah, like my analogy all the time is just kind of like, you know, if, if we're Derek Jeter, or Don Mattingly, like, you know, we, we played for the Yankees, then you coach the Yankees, then you're, you know, general manager, then you're vice president of operations. The only next step is to – is for the three of us to own a baseball team. You know what I mean? So then, you know, we played for the Yankees, and like let's say Milwaukee Brewers come up for sale. It's just like how about we get the now, – now we're involved with everything. You know what I mean? Between the trades – the, the, down to the, the way that the field's going to look, you know, how, who's mowing the lawn, you know what I mean? So the restaurants in the stadium, the parking at the stadium, making the roads better to get to the stadium. I'm just saying everything we're, I mean, put it this way, every day there's something going on. It's not just, you know, the trades and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, and I, like I said, I still have friends over at Gibson and everything and all, all the companies I work with, I'll always have relationships with everybody because my friends and you know basically that's that's where i came from and they're like family to me so uh no it was just a matter of me wanting to do more you know what i mean because like the same thing with oz i mean it's just like i couldn't be treated any better right? you know with with whether it was gibson and marshall and and uh with playing with the boss but you know if, if you want to do if you want to sing and you're going to want to write lyrics and you're going to want to produce the records and you're going to want to deal with the album artwork and you're going to want to deal with all this other stuff <laughs> then you know in the choreography and the dance steps and all the other things that we have going on <laughs> you know uh, are we doing soft shoe on this tour are we doing tap dan- are we doing tap dancery or soft shoe what are we doing <laughs> you know, i do to make those decisions but i mean yeah you know so it's just uh to me it's just a progression and a, and a matter of that you know what i mean
1: yeah. It sounds like you have a curious soul, like behind everything else is just well, curiosity. At the
0: same time, you know, like you, you have to want to do it. Yeah. You know, because I mean, otherwise I could ask you guys, you guys, you want to do you're like, Zach, I couldn't be bothered, man. I'd rather just show up and do what I got to do. You know what I mean? And there's, yeah, some, I to, there's, there's something to be said for all of it. There's no right and there's no wrong. You know what I mean? If you're up for yeah. doing it, then cool. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It goes to show like, just how important the, the squad that you roll with actually is uh, in, in your day to day, like how valuable you believe uh, each other are to each other uh, without yeah, that mean, sort of support like, system.
0: Yeah, without that. But I mean, I always tell kids, you know, they're like, hey, Zach, is there any advice you can give to my, my son or my daughter or whatever? And, you know, because they're musicians or whatever. It's just like, yeah, what, like, like Jimmy Page, make the band your life, not your job. Your life. You know what I mean? Led Zeppelin is his life. To this day, as we're speaking right now, you know what I mean? It's whether, like, put it this way. He's making sure there's no bogus stuff going out there. There's no anything. I mean, he's in control of the entire thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, and I mean, he lives, breathes, everything, every waking moment is Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Nice. And, you know, I mean, dealing from when he first started to, through the Yardbirds and everything like that. But, I mean, he, he, he's in control. No one else is controlling that. You know what I mean? And just make that, make your band your job. You know what I mean? Whether we started our own, you know, our bed and breakfast place or, or you know, our own little coffee house and we started it from there. That's, we live and breathe it. And then we grow it from there. You know what I mean? So, that, do the same thing with your band. I mean, when I look back on it now, when I was younger, before, you know, I was blessed with having the boss in my life, you know, having, you know, y- you, you know, you, you make the band your everything. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I would have known, you know, at, at 15, like, me and me and JD will always talk about it, you know? It's just like, with me and JD, you know, we always talk about, you know, the three Princeton Drive sessions, because I was a huge ALD guy, and, and JD was a Jocko guy. So, like, when we were 16 years old, was sitting there playing, you know, J.D. to have some of these recordings when he went up to Berkeley, And they're like, oh, who's that? It's like, oh, my buddy Zach. You know, it's like, man, he must really dig out the miola. So, you know, I'm mean, us jamming in my parents' bedroom. So I was just saying, if we would have known, we would have been doing Black Label then. You know what I mean? At, at seven, but you don't know. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if that was the case, Led Zeppelin would have wrote – Stairway to Heaven on the first album, but they weren't there yet. You know what I mean? So, do you do you think it was important for you to? You, well, you got to, kind of got thrown into the
2: deep end going with Oz right off, kind of as your intro into the kind of the the big leagues. There was it important for you to have that then in order to black to do Black Label to kind of go through that ten year process with Oz before you you started Black Label.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, like like I said, I, I don't have any regrets. You know, when you when you look back, you go, "Oh, we should have done this, or we could have done that better, or we could have done this," because if that were the case, you wouldn't we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now. You know what I mean? So you, we wouldn't be getting ready to go to the next thing. You know what I mean? So, uh you know, I mean, like, if, if, like you know, it's like saying with Sabbath, if they wouldn't have things wouldn't have fallen apart at the end there, then if that wouldn't have happened, then Oz wouldn't have met. Randy and the fellas wouldn't have met Ronnie, you you know, like that wouldn't have happened. And, you know, and this massive explosion that just changed everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. When when Sabbath ended, you know what I mean? And, And they both parted ways. It was just, we were just talking about the fallout of that alone of how it affected so many people's lives of just, you know, like, like Kevin Dubrow, always was wanting to have success. We were saying, but he would never had it with Randy until Randy left. It wasn't until he got Carlos in the band. Cause other, otherwise those songs wouldn't have been written Bang yeah. your head and, you know, all those other things. I'm just saying, it's like the best thing that could have ever happened to, uh, you know, with, with quiet riot was Randy leaving. You know what I mean? Cause they would have never had that success if Randy would have stayed in the band. You know what I mean, and Randy right. had you know the legend that we know who he is now, as having Ozzy as that foil to bring his greatness to to light. You know what I mean? His creativity. You know, it was like Diary of a Madman, Revelation, Mother Earth, and how are those songs working in Dwight Ryan? Hmm. <laughs> Old classical influence. It's, 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 <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Those songs would have never seen the light of death. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying yeah, just, you, know, you can't but, have any any regrets to where, yeah. how you got to where you're at. But I mean, it's just like, uh, no, I, you know, I guess playing with Oz, without a doubt. I mean, it's just like, if, if I wouldn't have run into Oz, I wouldn't be nowhere near where it's, where everything's at. You know mm-hmm. what I
2: mean? But you, you just mentioned those several bands that kind of had the, they broke up and they created these other Almost bigger type of things, and they branched out from there. But the great part about it is there was a resolution, and they all kind of kind of came back together decades later, healed those yeah. old war
0: wounds, and are still fantastic to this day. No, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. you know, between you know, because Ronnie leaving Rainbow, starting with with Tony and Geezer, and like those albums are just epic records. You know, they're yeah. classics. Yeah. You know, the first two, and then that springboarded him for his own solo career you know, without those two albums, you know what I mean? So, and it's just like amazing,
1: you know? Yeah. So I I wanted to ask you, um, you said something earlier, and I don't think I realized this about your, your, your come up. You said that you didn't get the linebacker position in high school. So you started to play the guitar. Am I, did I? Did I hear that correctly?
0: Yeah, I went over to you know because like my heroes growing up. I mean, obviously I, I love Randy White from the Dallas Cowboys, and then uh, and Jack Lambert, you know, with the, with the Steelers and stuff like that. So, but it was just like, uh, well, I remember going to football camp, meeting Jack Lambert and everything like that. So you know, but but it, but it really is you know talking about you and playing Pop Warner and everything like that. You know, and football was my whole life at that point. So it was just like. Uh, I Meeting Jack Lambert and the coaches that I had back then were amazing. Cause I mean, things that you learn when you were a kid, you, you still, you carry with you the rest of your life. You, they really do. I mean, when you had cool coaches and and teachers and things like that. So just like, uh, I was truly blessed in Apricard, but I, it just, uh, you no, know, when, when high school came rolling around and I, I couldn't play middle linebacker, it was just like in pop Warner it was, it was linebacker all the time. And I would play fullback too, but it was just like, the defense was what I loved. But the whole thing is, uh, you know, I had it planned out. I mean, it was just like I was either going to go to Penn State University or go to Ohio State because both of them are pretty much linebacker U. So the whole thing is, uh, yeah, I had this grand plan when I was like, you know, 11 years old. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. It was just, uh, But when I got to high school, no, I, I just couldn't put the weight on. You know, and then they were like, oh, we're going to make you, a, you know, a cornerback or a safety or something. I was like, no. Nah. If I can't play linebacker, if I can't play middle linebacker, I'm not playing. So uh, I remember we went over to Coach's house, Mr. Wright's house, and uh, my mother was with me, you know, she brought because Mr. Wright wanted to talk me into continue playing football in high school. So they had a Les Paul sitting in the room, a Sunburst Les Paul. And uh, he was just like, my mom was like, oh, Mr. Wright, do you play guitar? He goes, no. He goes, "I, you know, I play some country songs, just chords and stuff. He goes, well, my son Leroy is the one that plays. Well, Leroy came out and I remember he was 10 years older than me. So I was probably 14 at the time. So he's like 24. And I first time I saw a guy with like long hair, like looked like a rock star and everything, you know, I had a like Harley Davidson hat on, long hair, came over and he just started playing guitar. And I remember it was just like right when probably when Crazy Train came out. And I remember he, he could play Crazy Train. He was playing Sabbath songs for me. He played some Led Zeppelin stuff, then he started playing purple haze and all I I was just to physically see it done in front of your hands I was just like this is like the coolest thing ever and it was just like just watching his hands and just like the whole fretboard going this the possibilities are endless here and so then I was like that's what I want to do with my life so I just uh I started taking lessons from Leroy and he was great so I mean it was just like he would teach me theory, but he would teach me, you know, how to play like, Hey Joe, you know, and then I, I mean, you know, and I still remember to this day, like major breakthroughs, like, you know, learning the intro, you know, like, going, Oh my God, I could play. It sounds just like playing with the record, you know, and going, Oh my God, it sounds just like the record. So then, uh, and back in black, I remember when I could finally learn the lick, you know, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, you know, I like learning magic tricks, you know what I mean? It was just like, uh, right. Right. So, and Leroy was great. It was, like, the same thing. You know, it was, like, as far as scales going, everything in theory, like, you, it would be, like, you know, a whole engine sitting on the ground with parts everywhere. And, you know, it was just, like, obviously it's overwhelming and it's baffling. But, you know, he, same thing with the fretboard. It was just, like, oh, Zach, this piece has to go with this piece. Otherwise it won't work. You know what I mean? And just had to connect everything together. And it was, like, oh, okay, so I see how you do it. You know what I mean? So it was just, um, yeah, he was phenomenal. So I took lessons from Leroy for probably about a year and a half, something like that. But I remember, like every every Saturday, my parents dropped me like it, I couldn't wait to get there. It was the greatest. So you know, just an hour lesson, and then I all week long. Just be, I'd just would get home from school, I'd start practicing from 2:30 till midnight, and then like I, if, if and then there was other nights where I'd just stay up all night long. And end up going to school with my guitar player magazines in my books. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, make it look like I'm, I'm doing whatever, you know, and that, or I just pass out in class. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's, you know, you got to put in the effort. But, um, yeah. yeah so, that, that's what I'm doing. so you
2: started playing and practicing when you were 14. Yeah. What age were you when you joined Ozzy? 19. In five again, <laughs> that leap in five years, you must have just been a na- just natural talent. That you just kind of found out was your I natural know, I, talent. I
0: tell anybody, I mean, whether you're whether we well, you a- had
2: to woodshed for sure,
0: or Inge, or John McLaughlin, or Al Meola, or Frank Marino, or, you know anybody, Jimmy Hendricks, you know, good Lord gives you a gift. You still you got to water it. You, yeah. you can't, you know, Inge didn't just wake up one day and is is Inge. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he, you know, like we talk about it when we're in the sub or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, Zach." Exactly. Because I remember just like endless, endless hours of, of jamming on stuff until you can get it right. You know, with him, with his, you know, Paganini or Bach pieces or whatever when he first started. You know what I mean? He's like, "I'm, I'm, gonna die trying to get this thing." You know what I mean? And just going over and over, its just repetition, man. You know, so and the same thing with King Edward. You know what I mean? I guarantee you when Ed started. It was just like learning pentatonic scales and the wicks and then eventually him being able to play the whole solo to Crossroads. You know what I mean? That was like a major breakthrough. You know, so <clears throat> but no, you just have you like anything, man. You have to you have to put in the effort. You got to you, you got to put in the work. Anything.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I agree took lessons when I, I played guitar, not, not anymore as much as I should, uh, but I remember those nights when I was in middle school and I wanted to be a bat. I was really into basketball and that was my thing at the time. And I got uh, I got on the team, but I got third string. Right. And um, at the same time, I had a cousin who had a guitar. It's a very similar story to you. And I went to my aunt's house and we were talking. My cousin taught me how to play basketball. And he had this uh, this old PB, the uh, the Van—I forget the model, but it was the Van Halen one. And I saw it in the corners, painted all. night. I had no idea who, who Van Halen was, but I asked what that was, and or, or like uh, who who plays that. And it, it, my what, unbeknownst to me it was my cousin, and he uh, he asked me if I wanted to borrow it, and I said, yeah and i went home with this tiny little shitty uh, 8 8 inch speaker amp and the guitar and i sat there and i didn't know what i was doing um he came over a couple of weeks later and said what'd you learn i said i think i know how to play this and it was just like, like a power chord or something and,
0: and he has showed you me play spanish yeah, like,
1: why <laughs> <laughs> and he was all like all right uh, see you later you know, but um, <laughs>
0: He, does he've natural talent. No, I made a pact with Satan last night. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got wounds all over my just like bluster. but he
0: uh... <laughs> and he converted back to Catholicism afterwards. <laughs> kind of very similar to my Sabbath story.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, when he left that day, I knew it. Now I was like, "Oh, you, you the way that you described the motor parts, I had never thought about how that can correlate to the guitar or anything you anything you're trying to do when you don't understand it. if you just think about it like okay well we have youtube now right there's a like something that kids can watch and watch somebody yeah. physically do it in front of them without having to be there which i think is incredible in my case it's similar to yours i just had to watch him and then i got so obsessed that every night i'd play until i just fell asleep holding it in my bed wow I wake up for school the next day and like oh shit! and uh, i would not i would try to like Calling sick or fake being sick, you know, so I can continue, continue playing. Those early moments, I was just going down memory lane, man. It was very cool to hear yeah, those
0: good times, man, for sure.
1: Yeah, very now, cool. Do you
0: still have the PV guitar though? That's the big. Oh, no, he
1: took that shit right back from me. <laughs> he was oh, all like, wow. "It's mine." That
0: way, does he still have it? i
1: would have to ask him. I, you know, I would be very bummed if he yeah, if you should he did. buy that
0: guitar, bro. That's what I you should. should
1: do.
0: Ask him if he to, to figure it. out.
1: Wow, I got a little, I got a to-do list after this. That's, that's a good... That's
0: kind of like your childhood memory guitar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Worst case, so I guess back I'll could. Uh, uh, i I'll go beat it out of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Smiths brothers, like the older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, Zach, uh, are you uh, working on new music for uh, any of your projects right now?
0: Yeah, we got, you know, we just did, fellas came out here a little while ago, we did about 30 songs up at the Vatican and then... Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll sift through that. And then I think we're going to have uh, the goose. Jade Diesel is going to come out here probably right after Easter. And then we're going to finish up the, the new album and then have that in a can ready to go probably, I don't know, maybe seven months from now, six, seven months or something like that. But it's just like, yeah, because we got the box set coming out and everything like that. You know, like I said, the box that the box that the world's been waiting for. Well, maybe not the world, but I'm sure with certainty, I can say a small select group of people are very excited. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So we're working on that right now. We got that, the box sets all wrapped up and everything like that. So uh, And we just did like three videos for that, I guess, you know, uh, for the songs that we're going to release off the box set. So, but yeah, we'll have that. That'll probably hold us over until, you know, the world can get back to everybody, start touring. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I mean, See, it's so funny because everybody's always just like, man, Zach, you must be itching to get back out. I go, no, not really. I, <laughs> I enjoy it. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like I said, this is probably the longest I've been home. Sure. Sleeping in my own bed and actually getting up and and cleaning the dog run and seeing the dogs, and, you know, because, I mean, for me it's usually I'm home for about maybe 5 days or longest maybe 2 weeks and then I'm back out on a you know roll. And like you said, I don't it's not that I I mean I look forward to getting up on stage every night and playing so cuz I love it. I love making the records too. So it just I never and I never understood that either. I remember like when we were kids you'd hear like, "Oh, I I don't like making the albums. I just like doing live shows or vice versa." Mm-hmm. You know, like I only like making the records or to me the albums are like you know, it's a controlled environment. Like if you're Salvador Dali, you know, you can, you can, you can look, draw them and step back and look at it and go, you'd be like, Zach, what do you like better? The melting clock or the clock just normal? I go, the melting one looks pretty cool, man. And you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the, you know, and then you could dial it in or whatever and go, you're looking at the sun and you're going, maybe it needs a little more orange in there. I go, Oh, put it on there, see what it looks like, you know, and then you could do it and go, actually, no, nah, I, I like it better the way it was. It's like, all right, good. You know what I mean? That's that's the beauty about making records. You know what I mean? Because you can make them exactly the way you want them and dial them in and then put the frame on them and the whole nine yards. But I mean, you know, live is, it's a it's a free for all, man. You yeah, know, yeah. it is it is what it is. Right, do you ever look back at the 70s and, and,
2: and always go, how in the hell were bands like Kiss and all them putting out two albums a year? How was that possible? Plus early, tour.
0: Early Black Label. I mean, we were doing an album a year, basically. I mean, yeah. and four and in between it the whole time. But I mean, I remember asking mom about it. We were talking about the whole thing. You know, just the workload on the 70s bands. You know what I mean? Every band was doing it. It wasn't just, it wasn't just Zeppelin or Sabbath or Aerosmith or Alice Cooper or the, the Stones. I mean, like. Everyone was pumping them out, man. And I mean, like when you look at the dates on the back of those albums, it's like, oh my God, that's two albums in one year. You know what I mean? Like, like, but I mean, I, 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 you know, I mean, like you said, but the touring, the touring wasn't as insane now. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, whereas I'm saying, whereas Kiss, if they made Destroyer, if it was by today, because, I mean, that's such a classic. Re- I mean, all the records back there, you know, they're all slamming. But, I mean, Destroyer had all those hit songs on it and everything like that. They probably would have toured on that album for almost two years. Yeah. You know what I mean if it was today. You know, between Beth, Detroit, Rock City, I Want to Rock. You know, they, they would have been out without a doubt. You know, like, because the album would have had legs on it. They would have been rolling for a year and a half, two years. You know, if they were still packing them in and just like, why are we going to put another record out that's going to stomp on this one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It'd be like, you know, you know, John Travolta has grease out and it's going through the roof and then we're going to just crush them with cyanide fever. It's just like, well, let this thing die down first, then hit him with cyanide fever. You know what I mean? You don't want to kill yeah. like yourself. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh,
2: speaking of touring and, and, and Sabbath, uh, I know Oz has had to cancel a couple of tours because of, well, obviously the COVID, but uh, I, before, I think there was a few dates that got moved. Um, what are we looking at? Are we, are we looking at a 2022 for Oz?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully. I mean, the boss has been doing his, you know, he's doing all his stuff that, you know, between his neck being messed up and, you know, mm-hmm. and feeling better and, and, you know, his hands and everything like that, and his legs, you know, just he's doing his rehab, you know. We got to get his bench back up to you know eight hundred and fifty pounds. Right. <laughs> bench squats and deads before he gets back out on there on the platform with his deadlift and his bench and his squat. We got to make sure his numbers are back to where they were. You know. You got to get it back in the dungeon. Get and, that going. Then black lip, the black label iron Dan over here, the doom tool yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt, get the boss in there. Get him in the power rack. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we want to ask you, we want to
2: ask you, we, you've, you've been on a couple of times, you've done some special stuff for us, uh, and the and the guys, Jeff, Dario, and JD have been always so nice and, and helpful on, on the cruise.
0: Uh, what was your experience like for Shiprock? Blast, man. You know what I mean? So it's just like, uh, no, I mean, I think they're great. You know what I mean? It's just like, because... I mean, like the first time we did the cruise, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I could only imagine during the drinking days being out on one of those cruises. I mean, forget about it. That's yeah. That, yeah. that would be complete Animal House, Black Label, Berserker Fest stuff going on if we were during the drinking days of Black Label, if we were out on a, I mean, you're out right on a cruise ship, man. I mean, it's nothing but drink, boozing, then boozing, then more boozing. We're on a ship, bro. What are we doing? You know? So uh, I, I had a blast. I mean I mean every every uh, every shipwreck and every cruise that we've done, I've had a blast. I mean we we did a Zach Sabbath one over in uh, Europe, we were on one and then I mean they're they're a lot of fun, man, for sure. I had that now, you know, once you do one, you know why everybody likes going out and having a good time with their friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a good time to get together with all your buds and go out and then you know and see things
1: its definitely cool for a man like you too and you know how busy you keep that little moment of yeah you know we're working but at the same time i got my my friend my friends my family on the ship with me and i'm getting to see the folks that i haven't gotten to see in years maybe at this point in time because we're both we're all so busy on the road touring so yeah. i can only imagine that like, it's kind of like a, ah all right cool okay, in
0: yeah, it's definitely a cool thing to hook up with friends and stuff like that that you haven't seen in years. You know, it's like, dude, it's cool. I don't know, that, man. You yeah.
2: Know? yeah. yeah. The, uh, your, your, the 2018 meet and greet where you were the front, the first act that people met, classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Oh, that was our highest turnout for a meet and greet ever, man. So I just remember that. I just everybody got a personal treatment, and I thought it was spectacular. Yeah,
0: it's always a good time, man. For you know, sure. People. For sure. Yeah.
2: Hey, listen, before we, we, we want to get this thing with you called Walk the Plank. Uh, which is so basic, walk, Was it Walk, walk the, the Plank? Walk the Plank. We ask you three questions. Chad has one, I have one, and then we have one that a fan had sent in prior, earlier in the week. And it's just, it's a random question. You give whatever answer pops in your head. Before that, uh, Zach
0: Sabbath, how did that all come along? Actually, it was just, uh, we, uh, what were we doing? Those, um, These these what were they the metal all stars? That's what it was at first when we started doing it, and Blasco, Blasco set that up. And so, what would happen is every time when we were playing with another drummer for the thing, me and Blasco, you know, the set would always end up becoming, you know, the drummer wants to know what the what tunes he should learn. So basically, anybody in you know, you just go through your your education of pretty much everyone's learned it is either a Sabbath song, Zeppelin, or Deep Purple. You know what I mean? Like you know, mm-hmm. you know, as far as your rock riff education. So I mean, it was just uh, the meeting ground would always be like, well, as if he wants to do War Pigs, N.I.B., Fairies Wear Boots, and maybe Snowblind, or something. So the running joke with Blasco, he just started going, should I just tell him to do the Zach Sabbath set? So, the, and that's so that's where it was born. Okay. You know what I mean? So we were always doing that. And then that's when we started. Then we just said, we named it Zach Sabbath. And I was the one who joke with it. So, you know, and then, because I told you, Joey C is the punk rock aficionado of Zach Sabbath. So now we're going to start Zach Flag <laughs> is going to be our punk rock. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead, of, instead of four bars for life, because there's only three of us idiots, so there'll be three bars for life. Right? Oh, God
2: damn, that's great. That is awesome. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, because what's great about Zach Sabbath is when you go see you guys, it's you guys kind of go deep cut for some of the Sabbath stuff that we never get to hear when they when they were out doing her thing or Oz doesn't do and doesn't touch these days. But you guys do it, and it's always fantastic.
0: Oh, thanks, brother. Yeah, no, yeah. I, mean, I mean, to me, there, there is no – Bad Sabbath songs. So, no. I mean, they are all good, but I mean, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. not the songs that you hear on the radio all the time. Correct. So, yeah. yeah, without a doubt, man. Yeah, a lot of fun. So, Chad, you want to start uh, Zach off with like the running joke on that one? Here we are playing keg parties with, There's the three of us playing keg parties, doing these same songs when I when I was 15, and now I'm 54, and I'm still playing these same songs. <laughs> I a keg party with a couple more people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zach, and like, better beer, I hope.
0: Oh, well, everybody goes like this. So, Zach, what is, well, how did the whole Zach Sabbath thing come about? I go, well, I go, It's there's an actual whole game plan behind this thing. It's not, there's, there's a method to the madness. See, the thing is this. See, when Black Sabbath did the, the end tour, they contractually signed with all the promoters that they cannot tour ever again, because that was the the set, the end. This is the last tour. So now, what we did with Zach Sabbath, we created it specifically for what we do. Is it's basically it'll be Zach Sabbath featuring Ozzy Osbourne. So uh, he's in Zach Sabbath singing his songs. Then, he, then he went back in the day. There go. we do Zach Sabbath featuring Ozzy and Geezer Butler. So <laughs> we get both of them in. Then it's then Tony featuring Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and then and Ozzy Osbourne. Then eventually, then it just goes Zach Sabbath featuring Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward. So now it's now it is official. Zach Sabbath featuring Black Sabbath. I you. So <laughs> that's that's a out on the full reunion tour and, and without and do it legally without yeah, yeah. being sued by the promoters that they're breaking their contract. <laughs> kind of almost like with Prince with his name, he can get out of his contracts because he's now a symbol. You see what that's I'm right. saying?
2: How many promoters just threw themselves off the bridge? <laughs> that's right. Now you know the game plan. Yeah. That's great. <laughs>
0: hey, I, I, one more thing before we start this little game, Zach. It's, that's I'm just saying, because if the guy's got a bad gambling problem or something and they're broke, yeah. they will never be broke.
2: Never. They never, go never out as yeah, Zach Sabbath featuring yeah. Black Sabbath. That's the retirement plan. <laughs> never heard of this band. Let's give him a shot. Uh, <laughs> the the black label chapters, the the black label of. Uh, fans what an amazing bunch
0: I, 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 did, I think it's great in regard that it's it's bigger than me and the whole thing is it's like and i always thought that the like i said the smiths hmm. you know they had all the older brothers you had scott and george and everything like that and so um i mean a dougie dougie was the older brother that was a huge deadhead, right and all I remember is seeing all his buddies coming over. They, because the Smiths would have these massive keg parties right next door with the in-ground pool. I mean, just insanity over at the at the house. These wiffle ball games, everything like that. But uh, but everybody would come in with their with the deadhead stuff on, you know, with all the tie dye and everything like that. And they would go from like Jersey to Boston to all the way over to Cleveland. And then, you know, they'd road trip it for like two weeks and just go see the dead. And I was just being a kid. I remember going, that was like the coolest thing ever, that the band just brings all these people together that you've never even known that were like, and I mean, the coolest thing is like hearing people going, ended up like going, yeah, Zach, this is my wife here. we ended up, she had like a black label t-shirt on. We were in a pub one day. I walked over to her and I go, Oh, you like black label? What? And we started talking. And the next thing you know, now they're married and they have like three kids. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, you end up, you guys are together and you're like, you know, uh, like Justin, you're the you're the best man at Chad's wedding. And you're like, Yeah, Zach, we met at a we were at a pub on a black label t-shirt on you, you know, Chad came up to you and was like, Hey dude, you, you did a band I'm like yeah. Next thing never never even met each other before, and now you're the best man at his wedding. You know what I mean? So I that's like a whole Grateful Dead type thing. So, I mean, it's just like, I think it's great. Because it's, yeah, like I said, it's bigger than the band and it's, big, you know, it's just like people. And then, and then you also have people like, you know, from the Boston chapter over there, hooking up with people from the Cleveland chapter. Like, oh, dude, we're going to fly out and hook up for a couple of days. Then we'll go down to the gig. You know what I mean? Which yeah. basically is, is a complete dead type thing.
2: Yeah, it's a lifer, definitely a lifer uh, type of lifestyle, and yeah, they're going to be around long after we're all gone.
0: The yeah, kids will I, be I, doing I it. I think it's great. I mean, the same yeah. thing with the dead. I mean, it, like I said, I mean, obviously, you know, St. Jerry over there, but I mean, it's just, it's it's this whole thing. It's just living, breathing thing that's yeah. bigger than him, you know what I mean? So, well, it's, it's awesome. I'm, you know, truly blessed. I'm,
1: Have you ever seen finally, the movie Big Lebowski? For sure. You have, you, you have seen The Big Lebowski before, the movie?
0: What's that, bud? Uh, the, have you uh, seen the movie The Big Lebowski? No, actually, that movie I've never seen. Obviously, I know the character. Yeah, sure. You know, I see him in his bathrobe all the time, you know, and everybody always has him on, you know. It, it, it's
1: an incredible not. movie. You should definitely watch it. One of the, one of the I referenced what you, you were saying, and the, old, the whole time I thought of one thing and one thing only. It, it's in the movie, he, he gets his rug stolen, Right By these guys who are essentially trying to get some money from a rich guy and they confuse him for another Lebowski. But his whole thing is the rug really tied the room together. And like that's what I kind of felt like black label society has been able to do is that rug really ties the room together. And that's I just kept picturing that that, that uh, exactly. entire. Like
0: everybody gets together and they go, Dude, I really enjoy it when, you know, J.D. just knocks Zach out. They go, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a common thing. They get together for that. Yeah. Well, Chad, let's
2: uh, let's let's play Walk the Plank with Zach.
1: Oh, my God. And I'm if so you excited. Could start. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, these are just, like, general questions, so there's n- it, nothing to do with career-based uh, uh, scenarios here. But my oh, question for right you. On me. All right. So, what was your favorite meal when you were a child?
0: It's got to be peanut butter and jelly, right? I don't think that goes out of style with anybody.
1: I just ate two of them earlier, right before we got on this. Oh. So.
0: so, now what, what I mean, and it does, I mean, I'm a Jif guy. Skippy's <laughs> good too. But uh, yeah, I'd I, I have to say, when I was a kid, peanut butter and jelly. And also, you got, I mean, I, I don't eat cereal anymore, but I remember back when I was a kid, I mean, obviously. You know, all the ones that have no sugar in them. You know, like you got, you know, what fruity pebbles, cocoa yeah. pebbles, cocoa pop,
2: no sugar yeah. whatsoever.
0: Captain Crunch, yeah. you know, all of them, man. Snacks. That's such a methamphetamine right there for kids. <laughs> That's
1: great. Creamy or crunchy peanut butter?
0: Um, got to go creamy. I go, You know, creamy, the natural. The Respectful. One I like. All right. Thank you. All right, Zach. Mine is this. Uh, I mean, but I do enjoy the Chunky every now and then when, you know, I just want, want to look down into the toilet bowl and see just a pool of blood, right? <laughs> the ball. And I go, yeah. hey, yeah. <laughs> that was a little brutal coming out. We got to no, treat ourselves
1: every once in a while.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, just crushing my sugar walls, just ripping it out as it comes back. So anyway. next question fucking
2: A that's great man Uh, uh, is there what was the most spiritual moment you've ever had in your life
0: um I guess you know it was probably maybe earlier today when the kids weren't in the house and I had one Mm -hmm. moment with Barbara Ann so you know what I mean that was rather spiritual I must say
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. That's great yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome. passed out. <laughs>
2: That's right. I still can't feel my legs. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh man. So we
1: do this we do this thing for the third question where it's like a fan randomly generated questions. So we gather them and then we generate one for you randomly. And uh this is what came up. Uh it was what would you love to find at a yard sale? Also, I really love the idea of watching you, if I'm in my garage, watching you walk up to my yard sale and loving something that's in my yard. So I'm
0: um. um, Well, I, I would have to go with either some Mego dolls. Like, you know, some old, you know, whether you got a Spider-Man doll, Batman, Robin, Star Trek dolls, Yeah, maybe the Star Trek, the, the bridge. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. You, know, you spun it, and you know, and then you know the 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 transporter, the whole nine yards. Yeah, anything like that. I think just child memory toys. I
2: think yeah, was, I love that
0: at a garage sale.
2: Yeah, I remember those hey, heard, heard that, that those old GI Joe lockers they used to have back in like seventy, like seventy one to seventy five. You could get the GI Joe lockers. Those are always a great find.
0: Exactly. Or else you so. know what I always say musically. You know, it's like Zach. You know, whatever Black Label riff we're writing and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I was at the Tony Iommi garage sale. Yeah, it's just like, um, what's that behind that plate? And it's like, oh, I wrote that during Volume Four. How much you want for that one? <laughs> <laughs> right. Give me ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. No problem.
2: Hey, hey Zach, before we let you go tonight, man, again, thank you for your time, and this has been a, a super pleasure and honor. So thank you again. Uh, I was a big fan of your book, uh, Bringing Medals to the Children. Are you going to plan on doing anything else like that again?
0: Um, yeah. All you got to do is live and breathe, my friend, and just go out on the road again for six weeks, and then there's another book right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, it's like a Seinfeld episode. We don't have to write any of these episodes. Right. They're <laughs> written for they, us. They just you know what I mean? just, is delayed in you know, print? All you got to do is just go back on certain times and what. Remember that one day when blah blah blah, and you go, yeah, that's an episode right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah.
2: <laughs> you could do adventures in yeah. dog walking if you yeah. if you wanted. That in that the <laughs> uh, You know what? I bought that book and I didn't. I got on a plane and I started reading it, and I'm in the back of the plane, and I'm starting. I'm just fucking howling at some <laughs> of the shit going on. I'm thinking, man, this is insane, and people are looking at me like I'm some sort of like fuck no, the I, asshole. We, what is and, that guy?
0: me and Eric were. Right, me. I mean, we were crying when we were, oh, when we were you know, it. and then like Eric would spin something on it. I'd be on the floor crying, man. I was just yeah. like, we got to keep that, put that in the book. You know what I mean? And yeah. he'd be crying, I'd be crying. I mean, it was, uh, we had a blast making that thing. Yeah,
2: fantastic. Uh, once again, Zach, thanks, bud. We really appreciate yeah, your time. Yeah, thank you very much this. for We, we, we definitely but hope to see you. Great. I had a blast. Yeah, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to Making Ways. Uh, we're part of the STM podcast family. Please find us on Spotify and subscribe. And we have to really quickly thank our producer, Al McManus, our engineer, Jennifer Zito, and our show coordinator, Heather Smith, and of course, the captain, Alan and Zach Wild. Um, new product coming out probably the end of the year, touring.
0: I guess, yeah, or something, like maybe around the end of April, I think we're going to have the, uh, the the box set out. Oh, uh, you know, okay. Black label, none more black. So that, of course, of course, of course, we have to call it that. Of course. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's almost so black. It could be none more black. And you win that's a commercial. I can hear some sugar in my voice. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> and trust me, the album, the whole box set, it's in doubly. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> she meant Toby. A- All right, wait, so
2: didn't man, know. man. Speaking of, so the guy played Sir, Sir Ian Faith when he passed away like two weeks ago. Wait, what happened? You know the uh, Sir, Sir Ian Faith from Spinal Tap, the, the manager with the cricket bat. Oh, did he? Yeah, he passed away oh. like two weeks ago. Oh, man, yeah, That's, man, sucks. It's it's makes me think of happened. the. Uh, it makes me think. Was that was that Janet or Janet on the uh, on Spinal Tap that mentioned the doubly?
0: Actually, well, well, I think so. It was, it was his girlfriend, but I remember, yeah. you know, Don Sinclair, who plays with Ozzy. I know John said, you know, he, he worked on uh, No Rest for the Wicked. We toured on that one and everything like that. But John <clears throat> did recorded all the keyboard parts on Spinal Tap. And he said the entire time, John's British, the entire time they were doing that uh, album, they never came out of character, and then one day, the guys were sitting at like they were in catering or they were at the food truck or whatever, and they started talking. and He goes, "Oh my God!" He goes, "Check it out! Go, what is that? Like your your Yankee accent, you know?" And he goes, "He had no idea that who they were, like that they, they, they're American, you know." It was Lenny and really? Squid in the whole nine yeah. yards, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had no idea because they were in the British accent the whole entire time making the movie. Really? That's why they were catering. They were in their British accent. Yeah. That was the best out. His one yeah, review was just two words. What was that? For shark sandwich. It was just two words. What was that? Shit sandwich. And they were like, <laughs> they can't write that, can they? <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> what well, the best was though, <laughs> that the gospel. According to Spinal Tap, (laughs) when he goes, the question, the big question is here is, what day did God create Spinal Tap and why couldn't he have rested on that day?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Well, dude, thanks, Zach. We appreciate you. And uh, please say hi to uh, to Barbara Ann and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, man. Guys, great talking to you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. Absolutely. See you soon, man, sir. All right.
2: Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to